Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Up North Books, a podcast that celebrates books from the north of England, including northern writers, northern publishers and books set in northern landscapes. I'm joined by Beth. Hello. <laughs> you always do that. Hello. <laughs> um, we're back. Can't... We are, we're back. It's been a while. It has. It's been, we took April off because we had lots going on. Um, the last few months it was just a busy time so we just took a wee month off there um, but I don't know why I went Scottish <laughs> I, I, I know um, but yeah I'm re- actually really excited to be back I feel like my reading yeah. has kind of come back which I'm excited about yeah I think so too I think we both got to kind of a point in April where we were just like super burnt out mm. tired of everything and like I know I definitely just needed some time off like my reading brain was just not functioning anymore no I had nothing left to give yeah hopefully we're back now we did think we'd just come and have like a little chat update everybody on what we've been up to what's what's going on yeah. in our lives yeah not <laughs> not the people listening will be like we did not even notice that you're gone <laughs> we don't I care, do care. <laughs> yeah why well, do I care yeah well you know we care about keeping you informed so tell tell us about where you are right now I am in Blackpool um so you you may well you will if you listen to this podcast know that I love Blackpool I'm from Blackpool everything about it I just love it and um this month we made the spontaneous decision to move back so um currently sat in a cute little bungalow about 10 minutes from the sea and I'm very happy to be home because I just feel like I belong here you know I feel yeah. like I'm back in my flow I yeah. can feel the sea air I can have feel you been walking it. to the beach I haven't yet oh <laughs> it's a week and I haven't even walked there yet to be fair my my parents have been giving me like some lifts to the shop and stuff because I didn't drive yeah. um sad times probably should do that now we live in a location where the public transport is oh don't even talk to me about the public transport (laughs) I know it's really hard to get used to like not being able to just walk straight out of my house and jump on the metro link and like yeah somewhere within like 20 minutes but yeah we'll cross that bridge when we come to it now I'm working from home like permanently as well I shouldn't really have too much of a need to be doing that but yeah so yeah my parents have been driving me to the beach or wherever very nice of them my little chauffeurs but yeah it's good to be home and and I'm like probably 30 minutes away from Kate now so yeah Yeah, yeah. we're like Blackpool's like in the middle well not really it's much closer to you I'm like 20 minutes from Blackpool um Mm. driving don't even talk to me about the bus the bus to Blackpool (laughs) stops at every bus stop it takes about an hour and a half um yeah it does but we're, yeah, I'm I'm like well. equally close to the sea, just not the mm. estuary where I am. Whereas yours is like the sea. Yeah, Lytham is Mine's like much... the Norbert Castle is like my area of the. Yeah, you're well. in a really nice location. I'm really excited to come and see it. I'm excited for you to come round. Come for tea. We can That'll read some so books. Nice. We can record in person. I was just about to say we don't have to record remotely. It's so. I true. don't even know how that works. No, how will we record? How we'll do you cross take... that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. Maybe through audacity. I'm not sure. Yeah, no. Yeah, this is how much we don't know about this. I know. <laughs> yeah, we just sort of fell into this. But anyway, 
Um, so yeah, that's my first main update. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to at the moment, Kate? I don't know if I ever mentioned this on the podcast, but I was doing an internship that I kind of fell into an author called LJ Ross offered me some work experience, which I jumped at because I was so excited. Um, and I'd had a really tough time kind of breaking into publishing. Anyway, long story short, um, I think it was like six months later or something. Um, she offered me a full-time job at her publishing imprint as a publishing and marketing assistant. So I've been doing that since February. Whoop, whoop. Mid-time in February. Amazing. Yeah, I know. And I'm really enjoying it. So that's my, yeah. that's my life. A publishing queen. I know. Yeah, you're probably, a, I don't think we did talk about that because I think before we were talking about being publishing hopefuls and wanting to work in publishing and the nasty yeah. London centric industry. I know, <laughs> I know. That's super exciting. It is. I'm really enjoying it. And it's all remote work and she is a northern author she's from the northeast um so yeah really cool. just dreamy sticking with the roots really isn't it i know it's all, it's all kind of falling into place for you i know I it. it has for you yes it has <laughs> <laughs> not so much publishing um but yeah jason yeah i've just well i'm starting tomorrow officially but i've got a new job as a copywriter which is um, something that I'd not really thought of doing before um, and then I've worked in marketing before and um, I did recently did it at the civil service which was interesting to say the least. Um, we both did stints say, in the civil service. We did. Lasted longer we did. Than We're so in sync but yeah, yeah <laughs> it was genuinely the most random experience of my life. Um, pretty Patel if you listen to this. I'm probably never going to work for you again. I'm sorry. It's not for me. It's really not. How long were you actually there? Three months. I started December and quit in April. April, April, yeah. Um, So four months, but two months were training. I was probably actually doing the job for like a month. So now I've got a job as a copywriter. Um, It's literally perfect for me I started freelance copywriting um during lockdown kind of discovered that it's my thing this is maybe my talent that I hadn't quite discovered yet like I I liked marketing but I didn't like how how many things there were that needed to be done um I'm kind of a very much all-in person and I like to focus all my energy on one thing so um it's kind of perfect and yeah it's with a really cool upcoming agency in Manchester inspired copy if you're listening to this hello (laughs) um but yeah it's really exciting and um I'm really excited to start tomorrow it's obviously remote like we said so I can pretty much work from anywhere can't wait to have a flat white and to sit with my little macbook and like type we both have (laughs) macbooks now like we both really I don't know what's happened like honestly where I had such a bad laptop. Who do we think we are? When this, I know, I don't know who I think I am. <laughs> it was about time. Yeah, I, I've been scared to use this all week and I didn't unwrap it for like a day because I was like, maybe I'll send it back. Yeah. I shouldn't have bought this. And then I was like, oh, come on, you deserve it. Like you've worked for it. <laughs> you yeah. bought it, it's fine. Yeah, you bought but it. But yeah, like all week I felt guilty. Like 
why have I bought this but but yeah fun times and also you've had your column yeah I've been writing a column for North Lass which is a really cool magazine but they're basically really um two really nice girls who run it and it's for like northern creative women to kind of share their stories and whatnot um so I've been writing a column since January which is about um spotlighting a northern woman uh, author for each month of the year basically um so I've I've reviewed some really good books so far um so I've been reading a lot for that and it's been really good I think North Lass are really cool yeah they are they do super cool and it's just nice I think they're kind of they've laid like a pathway for conversations to happen um like the kind of things we talk about with northern authors particularly northern women um like that kind of representation they've sort of been shouting about that for a while and like um doing that like kind of groundwork for like the next generation yeah to talk about so yeah they're really cool and I'm really excited to have that column I think I'm like in my sixth month now wait are you no that's next month fifth month oh wow May is May is number five um but yeah it's really exciting and I've been enjoying that um Amazing. what kind of things I think you've been busy with the SYP haven't you this month yeah. that's a society of young publishers yeah so I basically took Beth's old job <laughs> so um, <laughs> I think most people will know but in case you don't um the society of young publishers is how would you describe it like an organization for people that are either just starting their career in publishing or are looking to get into publishing it's kind of like those early years kind of thing and it's about progression and helping people to get in um and I volunteer for the northern branch as an events officer which Beth did last year I did um yep and I worked for the northern branch so helping to um bring people from the north events that make publishing accessible to them actually I have written down some events that we did so I'll just quickly whiz through them so we did um one that was called behind the scenes of indie publishing which was really interesting and we had mm-hmm. um Paige from Lendl Press Javera from and other stories and Laura from Dead Ink so the three really strong northern publishers and they basically just talked about um an upcoming book each and kind of um, the role that they played so how in indie publishers they kind of wear lots of different hats at the same time and yeah. kind of gives everybody a more holistic view of the process um, but yeah we've done other events like we did one about apprenticeships in publishing and we're doing one I think it's on the 20th of May um, with Hachette's All Together Network which is a network within Hachette the publisher um that supports people from regional backgrounds and low socioeconomic backgrounds in publishing kind of yeah and we're just going to talk to them about what they do and why they think it's important to have people from all sorts of different backgrounds and locations in yeah that's really good yeah so I've been working on that so that's been not taking up loads of time but it it does take up time kind of planning events and going yeah, to there's a lot involved in it yeah I think what people don't realize as well about um that like the whole 
SYP thing, it is completely voluntary for the people who are organising the events and running the social media and the book clubs and stuff. Um, yeah, people are giving up a lot of their time to kind of help yeah. people there. So, yeah, it's very good. Yeah. We do actually have a book club as well, <laughs> if anyone wants to join. Yeah. Mainly just have a chat about books, really. But I suppose that's what we're doing here, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. But yeah, that sounds really fun. I'm glad you're having fun with that at the moment. So in terms of books then, um, let's answer the big question that we've all been waiting to hear the answer to. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been reading this month? What have I been? Well, right. The first ones that I've been reading. So my boss, LJ Ross, um, she kindly sent me all of her books. Um, So, (laughs) but she has like a really extensive library of books. And um, I have been making my way through her DCI Ryan series, which we did. I recommended it on the Christmas episode that we did. Um, yeah. But I'm like further along into them now. And I'm on the sixth book and she's just brought out her 18th book. Um, so, wow. yeah. But I did actually read The Rock, it's called. Um, mm-hmm. She brought that out on Wednesday of this week. So that was Wednesday, the, I think it was the 5th. Mm-hmm. And I read that just to you know keep up to date um and I literally had to skip like 10 books in the middle but the really (laughs) great thing about it is that she writes them in a way that you always know like she writes them as if it's the first time you're coming across the characters oh that's always like so you could it could be a standalone book yeah no definitely so anybody could pick it up in a charity shop or a bookshop or anything she kind of just lays down what you need to know and everything like that yeah um and it was that was really really amazing um but I'm on her sixth book in the series before that. Um, but yeah, they're basically like um, police crime drama type. She chooses these really amazing locations in the Northeast. Each one has a completely different location and they're like really cool places in like Northumberland. Um, yeah. The most recent one is set on the Northumberland coast at a place called Marsden Bay. And it has a history of like smuggling and there's this big rock in the middle of the sea there that's called Marsden Rock. Mm-hmm. It's like this huge rock that loads of like birds and things live on. And in the story, it's basically this boat that crashes into the rock. And the next day, um, a woman's body is found washed up on the beach. And it's all about like who might have been on the boat. And yeah, mm-hmm. there's that sounds really good. Yeah. There's a whole lot involved, but yeah. So they're really good. Um, a good Northern series for anybody who has like a line of duty shaped hole in their heart, that kind of <laughs> vibe. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I'm excited to read more crime. Although, see, I watch a lot of crime dramas on TV, but I don't think I've, I've probably read about one crime slash thriller since I was about 15. Yeah. Um which was actually really good and like as soon as I read it I was like I I remember why I enjoyed these books yeah but I just never get around to reading them I think it's because they have to be in the right mood to want that kind of like driven plot you know what I mean yeah where your brain's like putting all the pieces together they are one thing though like I read before bed well I try to um (laughs) these I can't read before bed because like the fifth one, I just read her fifth book and it is called High Force and it's to do with a serial killer. Um, and I had like repeated nightmares. <laughs> it was horrendous. Really? Like, I was waking up with sweats. 
because it she writes so well that it's it is genuinely scary so um I yeah think maybe no reading before bed but yeah I've been enjoying them very nice very nice well I have been reading obviously like I said a couple of books for my column um to be honest because I've been burnt out for about three months yeah um that's pretty much all I've read um but yeah one of my favorite ones from the column that I've reviewed is I Belong Here by Anita Sethi yeah um you know I love her she's so cool um but yeah she's an author journalist writer speaker a very um interesting person she's from Manchester um and basically she was um racially basically a victim of a hate crime on a trans pennine train going through the north of England obviously she's from the north um she belongs here as the book suggests yeah she was like really um like traumatized by this uh incident she reported it and the person was charged but I think the book is sort of about how she like bounces back from that incident and like having her identity questioned um like her existence um her right to exist all of that um in the book through this kind of journey of walking um she's like really into hiking and um like the outdoors and nature um and she kind of explores her like healing and refinding that kind of hope in nature and like she does this big walk across the north of England but it was genuinely transformative I was just like wow I love trees I love this woman get me outside get me Um, yeah get me outside but yeah it's just really really interesting she kind of like interlinked um like social history within it like history of protest there was like a really interesting anecdote about um how the Peak District was um first established as a national park because some walkers were restricted from walking in a certain place because it was owned by like the elite um like some rich family or something and they kind of like protested against it by walking anyway and they got so many people to walk that journey that it then became a national park and that's how national park started Um, which I thought was really interesting yeah and it's kind of that like always asserting your right to exist like no matter what the setting etc so yeah I just thought it was really interesting especially like at the moment with everything that's gone on the last couple of years with um obviously like Black Lives Matter and just general like discussions of diversity and the need for more um acceptance and like less racism basically yeah um so yeah I thought it was really interesting and 10 out of 10 would recommend amazing I am I have one here that I know you've read as well and it wasn't I wasn't reading it on purpose to be like oh it's a northern book but then I was like oh I can (laughs) I can use this one Sisters by Daisy Johnson oh what a book I know yeah she's not a northerner but no but it's set it's set in the north yeah they go to like the Yorkshire coast yeah they do and I was like oh I use that so yeah we both loved this but it's about a mother and two daughters who move to the Yorkshire coast from Oxford because there's been this event let's just say that incident there's been an incident something's happened and they've gone to the Yorkshire coast and 
it's kind of like an eerie lyrical book mm-hmm. that kind of follows their move and these uh, these teenage daughters who have this like really toxic sister relationship that's really mm-hmm. complicated um and it's kind of about their family dynamic I don't really know how else to explain it yeah I think that's a good explanation I think with any um Daisy Johnson book or story if you've read any of them before um she kind of has this way of not really saying a lot but saying so much yeah like her I never read anything like her language or the way she describes things it's so unique yeah and the fact that there's like it's all about the relationship between these sisters basically um September and July yeah and it's just really good and the twist oh my god the twist it's It's just so like the whole thing was so good I loved the writing um I loved the plot like the twist Mm -hmm. at the end um it's a very short book I read it in a day like yeah I read it in one sitting yeah and it is it has that addictive quality as well Mm, like you can just sit there and because it's it's so nicely written and so hook hooking hooking. I actually have a quote that I'm going to read out from it okay okay with everybody I am not the author I am merely just (laughs) speaking the quote um, so this is from page six and it's talking about the relationship between the two sisters, July and September. When one of us speaks, we both feel the words moving on our tongues. When one of us eats, we both feel the food slipping down our gullets. It would have surprised neither of us to have found slit open that we shared organs, that one's lungs breathed for both, that a single heart beat a doubling feverish pulse. And I think that kind of sums up how she she could have just said, oh, like, yeah, we're like inseparable. Yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't. Oh, God. It's just so good. Yeah. It's definitely probably my favorite book that I've read this year. Not I that I've read a lot of books this year, but it's up there. It came out in October in 2020, I think. Yeah. Um, I was meaning to read it for ages and then I did. And I was like, well, why yeah. are we? Yeah. So, um, and that does feature kind of um, a really secluded, yeah, the kind of landscape that they're in isn't, they're very alone in this like Yorkshire coast area in this really strange house. And they do kind of occasionally come into contact with the people that live there, specifically some young people. Um, And there's there's accents involved and there's miscommunications. And yeah, it's just... Really it good. is really good. That. I like the use of the landscape as well. Kind of that classic, like how we were saying with the the crime drama or like the LJ Ross books. Yeah. It's like purposeful choosing of a landscape that really does justice to the story. Yeah. It just like really like brings that out really all eerie, quiet Yorkshire coastline is like perfect for this yeah. book. And it was like a proper gothic. It's like a gothic. Yeah, it's a gothic book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else have I been reading? You know, I can't think. Girl A by Abigail Dean. Oh, yeah, Girl A by Abigail Dean. <laughs> um, so what an interesting book. Um, it was very hyped up from, like, its initial, like, talks of its release. I think it was um, one of those books that went to auction and, like, had multiple 
um really big publishing houses going after it but yeah they were just like obviously fighting tooth and nail over this book which Mm. like it it's understandable it's got one of those plots that like it's just really easy to sell um very appealing to everyone and it is it is really well written I really enjoyed it um it's very tense but also like introspective um it's basically about um a girl girl a who has escaped from the house of horrors as a child um obviously you'll hear more about what that means to her if you read the book but basically um some parents were abusing neglecting controlling their children and uh it came to a point where one of them did escape and obviously the parents were caught whatever but it's kind of told from her perspective as an adult um she's like a big lawyer she's really successful um and her something happens that means she has to like revisit that life that she had before reconnect with her siblings um and figure out what they're going to do with the house basically that they lived in yeah it's just really good it's very like it's a sad book but it's also really interesting and it's well told it has one of those narratives that's like weaving in and out um between past and present and I really like stuff like that yeah I think we were saying the other day something I think I might have liked from the book was to maybe have the the ending as in obviously you know she escaped but I think I don't know maybe that needed to be at the end but then you couldn't call it girl a because you'd need to know who girl a was at the start um and I don't know if that's just me reading about such a like dark and twisted plot and wanting it to follow the structure of a thriller or I think um, in our SYP North book club when we were talking about it because I feel like people but as humans naturally we have like a fascination towards true crime and everything kind of like like all the podcasts or we all do like we all Mm -hmm. love it and you get really interested in like really twisted um and like traumatizing tales yeah I think the point of the book wasn't necessarily to kind of sensationalize that it was more about the aftermath rather than the actual yeah that is so true yeah and I did read an an, uh, interview with the author where she did say uh I think I spoke about this in my column but it was sort of like she wanted to avoid the graphic details like you know for example an an assault or Mm. her being attacked uh, there was no no graphic details you couldn't picture what was going on it was all alluded to through like feeling or reaction um and that I think like really did it justice in terms of it being like a literary fiction rather than like that kind of true crime thriller-esque book which like really sets it apart I think and I do really like that about it because it's not like sensationalized like you said yeah it's not putting all the focus on the violence it's more about the trauma the healing the hope that she has for the future and stuff like that so yeah that was a really interesting one and one I would definitely recommend very nice I started I'm three quarters of the way through a book that me and Beth both got sent by Vintage from Penguin. An Experiment in Leisure by Anna Glendening. And if I'm right, yes. I think Anna, the author, used to work at And Other Stories. Ah, uh, yes, I think that I think might I be I read correct. that in a blurb somewhere. 
I'm about three quarters of the way through an experiment in leisure. Um, we won't go into too much detail because, wink, wink, we may have another um, episode on it. But it is, let me see if I can read out the blurb. That'll make it easier to um, describe what it's about. It's January 2015 and Grace is supposed to have what she wants. She swapped West Yorkshire for North London, her accent carefully edited and with a Cambridge degree under her belt. Her friends drink beer out of artful tins. She makes flat whites for people with berets. She's found a psychoanalyst. But this fantasy of metropolitan cool is turning out to be more costly than she thought. And Grace is running out of credit painfully adrift from her mother and twin sister and trying desperately both to forget her roots and disown her ambition. She's lost and confused in the face of complicated crises of identity, class, sex, and geography. She finds herself fleeing up and down a country and begins to reckon with her own decisions. Can she find life amid these contradictions? Can she remember how to love? So it's kind of a lot packed into it. Yeah. It's very like, it's very up our street kind of. It is yeah just interesting isn't it like class discussions um northernness or regionalism yeah Um, and just a lot of interesting the writing the writing wasn't what I expected it's um there's a plot but you know where it's kind of plotted in a way that it's definitely not written like this happened and then this happened it's like kind of back and forward bit fragmented but obviously like like salt water yeah, a little bit like salt water, um, but probably like not as lyrical, a little bit mm. more like straight to the point. Um, yeah. It basically reminds me of if <laughs> Atesha Moshfegs, My Year of Rest and Relaxation was set in Leeds, basically, yeah, okay. rather than that New York. Right. Those kind of vibes, if you're into that kind of... Yeah. Um, kind like of, Moshfeg vibes. Yeah, Moshfeg, like how she discusses like life and class and capitalism and everything like that, that kind of comes into play in different ways in this book, which is interesting. And I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, yeah, that, that one's super exciting. And I think a lot of people are really going to enjoy that one. Also, the cover is Peng. Oh my God, the cover's amazing. It's got a very spring, spring vibes, colour combo. Very nice. Add um, to your baskets. You also, I remember you reading an anthology. Uh, yeah, so I read This New North, which is an anthology, well, a collection uh, <laughs> edited by S.J. Bradley, um, who's the author of Brick Mother and Guest, both published by Dead Inc. And Anna Chilvers, uh, author of East Coast Road, Tainted Love and Fallen Through Clouds, which are published by Blue Moose. So very like strong northern indie publishers who represent these two authors Um, and they basically I think created this anthology with the Northern Short Festival Academy program which um, is potentially through Leeds Uni or it's in Leeds um, or Yorkshire (laughs) bad description there anyway (laughs) somewhere in the north Um, and it basically it features like 12 new northern voices who have all graduated from this short story academy and yeah I just thought it was it was amazing like 12 completely different stories all like talking about different themes by different people from different backgrounds and yeah I just thought it was really good there was a really good story in there um, by Halima Alady 
called a very private confession um and it's basically like this girl who is obsessed with listening through the wall to the couple next door and their Mm -hmm. conversations like everything that goes on between them um she kind of finds comfort in their like intimate moments she's like really invested in them she wants them to like be happy and and stuff but it's all at the cost of her own relationship on her side of the wall which is kind of going down the path um as a result and she finds herself sort of like hiding in the basement where she can listen to them without being friend and um just just really interesting I thought that kind of concept was really clever I feel like that could be a book a whole book yeah I can I can see that being a book but you know it was a short story but it was a really good short story and then it was like a bit of a twist at the end um which was really good I'll tell you what the twist is after this I don't want to ruin it (laughs) but yeah Yeah, but yeah it was really good I enjoyed that anthology and I think like just initiatives like that which are like trying to kind of boost that representation of different regions around the country um it's always good for anthologies as well and like um dead ink for example of bringing out test signal I was just thinking I was like please can we talk about I'm so excited for that so fun fact, I, I actually submitted a story to Test Signal. Um, it was the first short story that I ever wrote. Um, and I got rejected, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but they really <laughs> but the liked feed- it. Yeah, the feedback I got was so good. And like they did say I got shortlisted. Um, and like a few people on the judging panel were like championing championing my story. So we'll see where else that story goes. But I feel like I've got like a special like love for test signal because of that and also just because it forced me to finish my first story because I'd never written yeah. one before I just really wanted to submit something to it but have you seen um, the names that are going in it as well it just is gonna know. be well that's the thing that makes me feel better looking at the people yeah you're like okay Naomi Booth's in it like move out the way yeah <laughs> <laughs> like I'd never actually finished a short story before like it was pretty impressive to even get considered next to those people so yeah yeah Really cool. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm really excited. When is that? I think that's quite soon. Oh, it says, this title will be released on July 8th, 2021. Ooh, exciting. Not that long, only like two months, three months. I think that's everything I have to update y'all on anyway. (laughs) Y'all. 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 That's because I've been watching Dolly Parton videos on YouTube incessantly. Fun news, maybe next time I'll let you know if there is any fun news oh, right. I thought you were like announcing but, something I was like I didn't really no care. I've got behind the scenes but I can't tell you what it is yet do I not know what it is? is um yeah so yeah um thanks all for joining us again um uh, sorry about the um radio silence but we're back now and we shall be back with more fun interviews and also hopefully more book clubs because we miss having a chat yeah we just miss having a good gossip <laughs> we need to be like the publishing tea account oh my god but via podcast we just, just like to say out loud clothes. that me and beth are not <laughs> hosts of that twitter account we're not but we're really invested on who it is oh We've no been kind of plotting and we like, have we have who we think, we think it is, is but we're not yeah and we, we think we know who it is but you know we didn't expose the the tea spillers so no yeah. let us know tweet us and let us know who you think it is yeah or, DM or if us you are that person anyone. dm us yeah we want in <laughs> yeah we want in we don't really have any publishing tea i know 
boring. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will be back with another episode soon. Bye. Bye.